Hey, what's up, good people? It's week 11. It's time for Erica Gray's Falcon Report. You ready, E? Let's go. Let's get into it, E. All three phases. You know, as happy as I am, as happy as I am to be Addison and the Pampas. We're going to talk about it, Mike. We're going to close with that, Mike. We're going to close with that. Because I want to... <sighs> Because I do have a question for E that she's going she gonna to fight me once I ask her this question. I'm not going to fight. Yeah, you're going to fight me. I don't fight. Now, nah, you're going to, for this one, you're you going to fight me. I don't believe in fight. Um, you, you, you. As long as there's nothing stupid about no Quavo or no rapper people talking about this stupid stuff. What? What? Hey, man. Listen. Hey, Quavo. You ain't got to worry about going to no more fashion games. Smoke too much This year. Unless you buying tickets, sweets, you forget that, Quavo. You're just stupid. Just stupid. Anyway. All three phases of the game. All, All three, three phases, phases of the game. Of I mean, game. a punt return for a what? touchdown. Since Devin Hester, y'all. Since Devin Hester. Come on, y'all. Listen to me. Listen to me. This is so wonderfully frustrating, though. I just cannot understand. I cannot understand how arrogant you have to be that four weeks ago, Coach, do you think you need to change your philosophy? Oh, nope. These people just need to play better. Is what Bumper Sticker said. Bumper Sticker said we need to play better. Look, we started off this game driving the ball down the field. Running the ball, throwing the ball. Great pass once again, Calvin Ridley. Here we go. Let's get this thing started. Matt and Calvin have this great relationship. No Austin Hooper this week. No Devontae Freeman this week. Doesn't make a difference. We have so many offensive weapons that we know that. But the difference, y'all, like it, like last week, is this dang defense. Fit gets set. Tack gets a set. Adrian Claiborne. <laughs> Everybody, you get a set. We get intercept. True fight comeback. Beautiful interception. Beautiful interception. <laughs> when you have players saying the Communication is so simple now. Don't you feel like an ASS as a head coach, fake defensive guru, when you hear your player say, oh, we totally get it now. The, the, the concept is so simple now. Y'all, we playing freaking press man. Playing press. Freaking press playing man. Press. Do you see the results of play? I said, oh, but look like they did out there. Man, you, you're allowing – a big body, physical, fast guy to play at his element. And listen, they understood for a second week in a row. Listen, ain't no Michael Thomas out here this week. We can smother these receivers. Little DJ Moore and Wait, uh, these, these Curtis strangers, These strangers. We can smother them. These strangers. We can smother them and bracket Olsen. That's what they did. And they brought the heat on Kyle Allen. Listen, and now, and, and this was crazy. Uh, narratives. Eh. Hate to keep telling y'all this, but this is why I tell everybody, relax. Just two weeks ago, everybody ready to ship Cam out of town. The owner, uh, Mr. Temple, said, hey, listen, hold on. Not so fast, my friend. You are not going to Chicago? <laughs> not so fast, my friend. Hey. Because we have seen what this kid is doing. <laughs> you know, so, and, and again, this is why I have to really remind people. And listen, I get it, everybody. I know what y'all going to say. I get it. You have to be careful when deciding to move on from quarterbacks. This position is so hard to feel. Can you repeat? I mean, it's hard. It's hard to feel. For these freaking clowns here, that we need to just replace Matt Ryan with Colin Kaepernick. That's why I know y'all don't watch football. Because if you watch football, if you saw what Colin Kaepernick did before, before. He couldn't even bleed out Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert was the starting quarterback in San Francisco when Colin Kaepernick was still there. Do y'all, do y'all even realize that? Blaine Jeezy. Blaine Gabbert was the start. He couldn't even beat out Blaine Gabbert. By the way, everybody, I'm not going to let y'all out the hook, scouts, because y'all said that Blaine Gabbert was going to be better than Cam Newton. It was actually a discussion. Should you take Blaine Gabbert or Cam Newton? <laughs> how that did, did sound today? I mean, really. How that sound today? Really? And again, this is why you have to be careful. Because like I say, listen, the things that Kyle Allen was, was doing prior to, you know, this, this Sunday, again, it's tape out there. 
They yeah. figured out, and again, when you knock receivers off their routes, when you, everything works in tandem. Right. So, yeah, the DN can get there because ain't nobody wide open. Right. Or, listen, the rush getting there, so as a DB, maybe I can take a chance on the ball. Mm-hmm. Maybe I listen. Hey, Rico, go jump that. We gonna get to the quarterback. Rico jumping stuff. Yeah. <laughs> did y- but did y'all see it? Rico dropping, jumping stuff. KZ jumping. Yeah. Everybody's jumping stuff. All, and all Trooper, of a sudden. And did you see Maceo? What Maceo tell y'all? Stop doing what y'all doing to Vic. Let him go out wide. What's your quarterback? He went out wide. They, they did it two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Listen. Two weeks in a row. I swear if I saw bumper sticker right now, I slap him upside his ball. Because this is what you when you when you have guys who aren't physical or don't have moves, you put them out wide. And you force offensive tackles. So they got a wide now, and now I can play a game because now it's a it's a gap. Right. It's a gap here. Now you got to go out there and get it. Or if you stay tight, now he can just cruise by you to the quarterback. Did you see how how fast Vic Beasley was and, coming out? And this is the crazy part about it. And like I say, listen, I don't know. I'm going to say that because it's part of the question. No, no, I, I, I will say this part. So this is the thing because I still think Vic Beasley will not be here next year. Right. Of course not because we're, we're not going to pay him all that money. Yeah. But wherever he goes, that's how teams are. Well, I told people that right. about four weeks ago. Right, right. Teams are going to say, Vic Beasley, because you can't do nothing else but use your speed. I'm going to put you out there in that wide nine right. technique. Right. And you just come up field. Just come up field. It did you, but did you see it, y'all? But did you see it? He two not, weeks, two weeks in a row. He not coming running backs. Uh, nobody, he nobody. Not tight ends. Out wide, y'all. He, going he was like lightning. He was like lightning and back there. Drew Brees. Hold on. Who gets rid of the ball like that? Drew but, Brees he, and Kyle. Because this is his gift. Hello. He's a speed rush. He was a speed rusher in college. He's a speed guy, and when you understand this, you got to know your personnel. This biscuit eater done wasted seven weeks of our, of our season. So, I have to ask you this question. Seven weeks got, of our season I, so this, this being the, stupid. This the fight question. No, I don't want him to stay. Uh-huh. I don't care what you're talking about. I don't care what nobody's talking about. Look, look, he he can, uh, Raheem Morris and uh, linebacker coach, the people can stay on defense because they're not being held back by this bald-headed idiot who swear he no defenses. He don't know anything. He is clueless. You stay out of everybody's meeting. You just stay in your office. Let the grown people do their jobs Hold because on, they are doing you. their jobs. Time out, time out. So you're saying if Dan Quinn goes nine and seven to finish out the season, you still don't want him back. I do not want him back. <laughs> I feel you. I do not I want him you. back. And, 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 the only, and the only reason I ask that because again, I. I heard a couple of people get caught up in that. Oh yeah, and like so it was it was one national show I was listening to, and one of the guys and it's crazy like say narratives we talk about NFL being week to week. Like I say, everybody was on board with this guy getting fired, but like I say, Arthur, listen, Arthur Blank told everybody this summer. He told us right. at camp this summer. Basically, listen, this was this the deal. This the deal. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna let them ride it all the way out. I'm not going in. But Arthur, don't listen. <laughs> don't, don't get caught up. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't, don't get caught up in what's going to Because to me, and me, me and my dad were talking about this uh, Sunday, this actually makes it worse. Of course. It, it, it puts this, this, a glaring this, spotlight this make, this makes it worse. on his stupid bald head. This, this, this makes it worse. It puts a glaring spotlight because it goes to show you how clueless that man was how clueless especially like i said when you hear the player saying the communication is so simple everybody understands and when you understand the communication is so simple i can just go do my job i can just go do my job go hunt the quarterback like they were all doing on sunday make plays on the ball like they were all doing on sunday Rally to the ball like they were all doing on Sunday. Everybody. All of them. True fun. Everybody. Can't nobody stand true fun. 
Two Front made a beautiful interception. Yeah. Beautiful. They were batting the ball down. They were putting one getting no pass interference plays. Because when you play man, when you play press man, yeah. you put your hands on people yeah. when you can put people. And, and, again, and you change. They did it last week against Drew Brees, too. That's another thing, y'all. He is a dude that's used to getting the ball out of his hands. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. So Gotta he's go. a timing quarterback. Yeah. Got to get that ball out. So when you can't get that ball out, when your receivers, when that timing is messed up, and you can't get those balls to the receivers because they're being bumped off their route, yeah. you have messed up their offense. I've, I've never understood how any NFL team, for the most part, don't play press. Especially on first down. Especially. Especially on first down. Especially, Especially on first down. Now, like I say, Third and nine, ten, whatever. You know, I can see playing a little zone right. or, or some loose man, you know, some trail, you know, whatever. Right. Because they're probably going to want to draw anyway, unless they got Lamar Jackson. But for the most part, you got listen, you can't give these NFL quarterbacks that kind of time. And you can't let NFL receivers get a free release to just go do what the heck they want to do. And you just can't sit up there and, and be so, be so pig-headed. About oh I I'm I'm not gonna let them beat me deep. They go I, they go T wheel with the pity. I'm not gonna let them beat me deep. You know you you. It's all Matt Ryan fault though. Whatever. <laughs> I'm not gonna let them beat me deep. And, you know they they not gonna ever beat me deep. So I'm gonna play I'm gonna play zone and I'm a, I'm I'm gonna I'm cover this zone and whatever the case may be or what all this other stuff. No, that when when you see that your team week after week is totally confused. By the defense that you're running, but you refuse to change yeah. it. Yeah, and and, and that's why refuse. I say this 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 what makes this this winning makes Dan Quinn look crazy. Oh, I know. Because at what point? How far into the season were you just gonna give? Especially when you know you got division games on the back half. Oh yeah. Like how many games are you gonna give away before you say you know what? Okay, yeah, we need to make changes. Four, what was it? Four games into the five games into the season, coach. This is no special. I, I love it. I love Baldy, and I told him on Twitter. I appreciate you breaking down this film for us. I appreciate you breaking that. But it seems like y'all, he was showing the same thing every week of the total disarray and confusion in the defense, especially especially when they were playing zone. This was not man to man, y'all. Especially they were playing zone. Especially, and you know Dan Quinn love him some soft zone. He love he him some it. soft zone. He love it. I just and I don't understand. I don't understand that. I don't understand. This is not. This is not the the Seattle Seahawks. We are not the Seahawks. Yeah. We are not Earl Thomas. We are not Cam Chancellor. Ain't no Cam Chancellor. That right is though. not that not Richard Sherman. Sherman. This is not that team. Right. Right. So right. to insist that this is the defense that you must run and this is a defense that works. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. It is absolutely crazy I, I, to me. Listen, I totally agree. And like I said, you know, it's I just it's hard to just like even fathom that you got NFL corners that you won't attempt to play press man. Won't even attempt it. Won't even attempt. And so to me that's an insult. To those guys who are in that position, yeah, you're yeah. insulting those guys by saying, "Oh, you can't, you can't even do it." I don't even trust you yeah. to be able to stop this yeah. play. Because I get, I guarantee you, when they told Raheem Morris he was going to defense, I guarantee that's the first thing he said. Hey, throw that zone out the window. We playing oh, you press. Know that. You know he we did. We playing press. I learned that from Tony Dungy. I learned that from uh, what's my man in uh, Pittsburgh now? Oh my ups. Yeah, uh, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Listen, this, this is how we get down. This and this is this how this, we get down. But when I just explained that to you, and I'm just a girl, I know, I know, I know, I didn't play the game. You, 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 you you're better than most <laughs> girls, E. I, why, why I gotta keep telling you that? I know I didn't play the game, but listen here, listen here. You, 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 you just watching. You like throwing that in. Watching there. this game, y'all, but watching this game, it's it's especially with these dudes who who depend on timing. These great quarterbacks in this league. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, who depend on time with their receivers, especially a guy like Drew Brees. Gotta disrupt it. Who too short? He can't even see over yeah. the line, y'all. You gotta disrupt that time. I, I always, I always want people 
to go back and watch when the Rams had the greatest show on turf. Right. Oh, that was all. Oh, my gosh. That was all about timing. That and, was all about timing. And what... <laughs> Not and what the start. Patriots end up doing was said, you know what we're gonna do? We're just gonna beat their receivers up. Right, right. We gonna every time right. when when Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, Oza King, when whenever those guys for before they get into all that that bang eight they like to run. Listen, we gonna beat them up, and then we know now we got them beat up. Now they finna try to throw that little short game. Now we just gonna sit in the flat and knock them out. Right. Because you messed up their time. Because, time. because they're supposed to be. This is it's based on where you're supposed to be. I'm letting the ball go and before right. you get there because I know that's where you're gonna be. Man. But if you mess that up, you mess up the whole offense. You mess up the whole flow of the offense. And to not even attempt to do that by playing zone all the time, you give Tom Brady five I mean, yards if- in a clip. You give Drew Brees five yards to clip. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's so easy to go out there and run routes against uh, zone. Right. I mean, you like I say at certain certain point you don't even run routes. Right. You just turn around. Catch you the just ball. turn around, and catch the ball. Just go to an area. I mean, the same thing happened at the end of Georgia game on Sunday, on Saturday. Kirby decided to go zone. What happened? They got back in the game. They got back in the game. They got back in the game. Yeah. What, what, what are you doing? It was nothing that told you that Bo Nix could beat you. Nothing. Keep that pressure on him. Keep that pressure on him. Keep the pressure on him. Uh-huh. Time you took the pressure off, guess what? They back in the game. So let me ask you this. Tampa Bay coming this week. Yeah. Fast get three wins in a row. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt and it. You, 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 know, you know Jameis going to be giving gifts. Yeah. Jameis is the gift that keeps on giving. Last year, I kept telling everybody, like, listen, he's going to give you, like, three right. opportunities. The Falcon dropped two of them last year. So, he's going to give them to you. Right. He's going to give them to you. Right. And before we leave, I, I got to get you because it, it's still ATL connected. Your thoughts on Colin Kaepernick's uh, whole uh, debacle this week? Um, I, I, I'm tired of hearing two names. On social media, Colin Kaepernick and uh, uh, what's the little rapper boy? Quavo. Not not him. Uh, uh, Kim's husband. Oh oh, Kanye. I, I'm tired of the two people. I'm tired of them two people. I, I really am. Yeah. Um, like I said, Colin Kaepernick couldn't beat out Blaine Gabbert. Uh, he didn't register vote. I I just I. You know, <laughs> I am not, I mean, great that he has a platform that he's standing for. I believe that Colin Kaepernick, if he wanted to play football, he'd be playing football. He'd be playing football in the league. I believe that if there were teams out there that were interested, but, you know, it was too much this and too much that, I just don't think that he wants to play. I think that he has this platform that he wants to roll with or whatever the case may be. I don't know what this whole mess was this weekend i don't know why it's coming week 11 what was that whole thing about um maybe it was something somebody said it was something with jay-z or whatever i kind of scroll past it like i said to me if you if you want to have this big political platform or be something to be admired or whatever um our ancestors bled and died for us to have the right to vote when you don't even register i have nothing to say Mm, yeah I just, you know, to me, I mean, when it fell out the blue, I was like, you know, why now? You know, teams have had three years to bring him in for a private workout to kind of kick the tires on him, you know, see what it was. I mean, listen, you're trying to get into the NFL. You got to kind of play by their rules. Right. You know, that that was my only thing. Hello, A.B. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just like. Until we own teams, own leagues, or whatever, then we can't. But when these are billionaires, 32 separate billionaires, who, along with the commissioner who actually worked for the owners, if this is what they came up with, and you know you've been ready, you just go in there and wow. That, that, I was yeah. just like, you know, go wow. Right. 
But you know, last minute we move it. I I get it. The contract. I mean, they want you to sign your your life away, your rights away. I get all that. But again, if you want to get back in the NFL, you got to play that game. So that's the only way you're gonna get in. Was it saying you're not gonna sue again? Or oh, it, it had all. It was a lot of different contingencies in there. And you know, luckily he had his legal people there to look at it. Like, oh no, we're not signing that. That that that's not what you sign to go do one of these workouts. So I mean, kudos to them on that part. But, but when, what, but when what you, you think it was gonna be? Right. And my my thing is this. So when they called you Tuesday, and when you asked them, could you move it? They said no. It got to be this Saturday. That's when you had your team. Then will send us the stuff so we right. can look over it, sign it, or whatever. We go through it. So now we get the Saturday or before Saturday. You just like, hey, look, they were on some BS. I'm not rocking with that. I'm going to do this workout here. Everybody get here. Because not Saturday in Atlanta. Listen, everybody know how we roll. Right. They go from Flowery Branch to Banner Riverdale. Wherever. Down to Charles Drew. Guys were like, you know, uh, Hugh Jackson, who was supposed to run the workout, he's like, once they say, he, he's like, man, listen, I'm going to the airport. Even though he still had to come down 85, but why am I going to go past the airport to go run a workout that clearly you don't want me to run because you got your people on it. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I, 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 I think really now it's officially done unless, you know, teams, it was eight teams that showed up. If, like they said, they sent the videos to everybody. So, I mean, if a team is just going to sit there and be like, you know what, they bring them in. Well, I mean, let's, let's just see. Like, like I said earlier, he three years ago, you saw what he did, even even before that. Um, you saw where he was. You know, you know your situation as a team. Yeah. Like you said, it's 32 th- teams out there. If, if, if you need a quarterback, you know what he is. You know where he is. Go ahead. So we're on the same page. So everybody, we get ready to sign off, man. We're gonna tell the podcast people first bye before we tell y'all bye. Falcon report, man. We got it done. Tell everybody bye. Bye. Go Maze High Raiders. And them Doug High Astros. Maze High Raiders. Look who we got in the building with us today, Matt. Yay. Recruiting 101. <laughs> Wendy Goldston has made it back. In all the traffic. I Mismatch uh fingernails. <laughs> All that good stuff. What's good? Wow. I'm good. What's good? What's good? A little frazzled. You know, that traffic gets you. Okay. 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 Hey. This, this is Atlanta. We need a zombie yeah. apocalypse. We're right. full. I'm, we are full. We're, we're, we're very full. Yeah. We're Stop overheated. moving here. Please. Y'all, please. Stop moving here. You come visit, but leave. Yeah, and you can move, too. Like if you you're can. here, it's okay to leave. You yeah. can go other places. Yeah. Yeah. Or you there can just places. use the rapid transit system. We have a very good transit system. They move Africans rapidly through. Yes, yes. <laughs> pretty much. So the gang is all back together, and it's crazy because we're at that point where everybody is panicking now. Mm. Oh, of course. So we have to make sure we get all of the information mm-hmm. out to the masses because the way my phone ring, I tell you, I'm going to start <laughs> passing you guys' phone numbers out. Mm. I'm already stressed. Early signing period my is... cell phone number. No, I'm giving them your actual <laughs> cell phone number. Both of y'all numbers out every time the inbox. Yeah, so, you know, if y'all see an odd number... And as long as it's not one eight hundred, it's gonna be go to six seven eight four. If a name they, is not attached, tell them to text me first. So yeah, I know it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. If a name is not attached, I will do that. I will do that. So again, recruiting one on one. We got the gang here. We all would have been together last week, but it was a stressful. Let me tell y'all situation. The traffic. We full. Traffic is just bad. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. and it doesn't matter what time you leave. But it's remember, just, they shut the. Roll down yeah. last week. Something happened on two eighty five. Yeah. Did you ever find out what that was? You don't know. But they were, they were. Uh, you don't know. They sell pipe uh, or something. Told you something. And they happened. had to walk on two lanes. Last week they had to shut lanes. it down. Let's we'll see. That's crazy. Not during rush hour though. Yeah, they <laughs> they, they actually out. went down at like four thirty. So it just was bad for it, it, So it, it backed it, it up for a long time. Yeah. Okay. So the traffic guards were kind of good to us today. Yeah. yeah. Considering, so, considering yeah. especially somebody got to make that long trip, so you know. Emmanuel Glaze, we blame you, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> First topic we got to discuss, and and this is 
it's becoming crazy that we have to continuously say this, but it's just part of it. Being academically ineligible will cost you more than your ability. Mm-hmm. Wendy, we're going to let you start with this since we hadn't heard from you in a while. Ah, that's nothing but truth, though. Um, I'm preaching that, like, right now yeah. mm-hmm. to those people that are starting to worry. And I'm like, so you just thought about your grades now? Right. When I gave you your core GPA? Right. So all this time, all those classes you took over, you didn't think that they were affecting your GPA. Right. And so I just, you know... For what I think we wait too long, mm-hmm. even though we preach all the time, it starts in ninth grade, it starts in ninth grade, actually starts in ninth grade. We talk about that mm-hmm. too. Because mm-hmm. so many kids now are taking high school courses in eighth grade right. for credit, which right. is a very good idea. Right. right. Um, I think part of it is though, and I'm going to tell you, Maddie, you probably can speak on this too. Uh, we were in a school, it, working in the school system. They give the kids so many chances. Yep. Yeah. You know, we missed so many days of school. You done. You were done. Right. You were done done. That was an F. Right. 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 So there's no rules now on attendance. Right. Right. Then they have all these different methods for them to try and make up the work. They right. want you to do this in class uh, make up madness or right. they want to do intercession right. to try and get the grade back after the semester ends. If you within a certain range, you were close enough. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just all this crazy stuff. And I think we're setting the kids up for the for for this. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. we keep giving them a chance. So they're like, well, why do I need to do my work the first time? We're not realizing. That's what I keep preaching in my school. Why do we keep doing all this to make them pass? Right. You know in college, you only get one time, right? Right. right. You get that syllabus at the beginning. Right. right? It mm-hmm. comes with everything on it. It's probably got all your test dates, your class dates, yep. what's going on, your quizzes. And if you miss, what happens? Yeah. It's, you're done. You're done. Mm-hmm. You are done. Yep. And so, I guess, you know, just thinking about it that way, I'm like, we are setting these kids up to be academically ineligible because right. they think I always, I'm going to get another chance. I'm going mm. to get another chance. I'm going to get another chance. They're going to give me a reason. They're going to help me out. Like right now, if you think about it, in our schools, we're on block schedules. Eight classes a semester, right? Mm-hmm. Get 32 credits by the time you graduate. You don't need but 23 to graduate. Right. Right. But you can get 32. Wow. So you've given them enough room to fail. To fail. That's right. That started a couple of years ago. You've given them enough room to fail. Mm -hmm. So you're setting these kids up to be academically injured because they're feeling that they have too many, they're given too many opportunities. Yep. Mm. Yep. Talk about it, Matt. I mean, (laughs) what you said is a thousand percent correct. They have recovery. So you have schools where if a kid's grade, if the overall grade is below or less than an 80, they can make things up to get it to an 80, right? So it's, if, 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 as a parent, if you don't know all of this, if, when you hear about it, you can't believe it, right? Because there's so many opportunities for them. But then they hit a wall. Yeah. And then now it's December. And now you're looking at, or going into December. And now you're looking at your grades. And you're trying to figure out what can I do. And mm-hmm. we don't have those opportunities anymore. And so it is what Wendy said. Like, we are setting these kids up to fail, especially these athletes. Because these are a lot of them are already kids who have been put, passed along anyway, right, mm-hmm. since middle school. And then they get to high school. And middle school teachers are telling them it's not going to be that way in high school. It's not going to be that way in high school. And then they get to high school, like, psh. It is that way. It's that way. It's exactly exactly what you said. It wasn't (laughs) going to be exactly. And so they get that in ninth grade, and then by the time that they're a senior, and they realize they've messed up, it's too late. It's too late. So we need to figure that out. We need to figure out what are we doing for these kids. I think the school systems are starting to handicap our children. Oh, for sure. Mm. They're starting because they they're living in a generation where I'm gonna get another chance, and I'm like, I don't know where. Any job that you get this type of chance. Right. I don't remember it, getting this many chances in college. Right. So what are you setting what are you teaching them? What are, right. what are we teaching them? Because my thing when I was teaching, well when I was in the classroom, was that I was trying to teach them once a problem solve, because I was a math teacher, obviously. So I'm trying to teach them how to problem solve, right? I'm trying to teach them to look at the bigger picture. I'm trying to th- teach you about goal planning, making goals, do, do all these things. So right. I'm trying to teach you that it's bigger than what's going on inside these four walls of this classroom. It's bigger than this school building because you got to go out there and face the real world and they're not going to treat you kind. So let me tell you some of the things you need to do to prepare yourself to get ready for that. Right. So I used to fail kids. I'm sorry. 
So let me ask right. you this I because mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah, you did my work. You failing, but it's not you failing. I always feel like it's then you failed yourself. You right. Yourself. Don't put that on me. But but what I would not do is if I gave you an opportunity, my makeup was built in. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't turn in your work. All right, the next day is ten percent off. The next day is another ten. I mean, after about five days, you you, you yeah, failed yeah, anyway. Yeah, you right. out of gas. Um, and then I always did an amnesty day. One day, person I'm not doing no makeup at the end because I'm not grading all of that. Right. You have an amnesty day, so I would say all the information I did before now. If you need it, I got copies of it. Come up here and pick it up. Wow. You need to turn it in by this day. Mm-hmm. It's your amnesty day. That's it. I don't, I don't care why you missed it. You need to do my work. Right. So, I sent you a text earlier this week. About a, about a young fella who, uh, I think I read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this kid, and he probably doesn't know it. He's playing well enough on the field mm-hmm. where people are kind of noticing. Mm-hmm. But somebody told me, and I relayed it back to Wendy that his grades. His grades are trash. He's suffering, so I'm like. Does he understand, like, you know, ha- has anybody pulled him to the side and reminded him that, listen, if this is your opportunity to go to school, you're blowing it. Yeah. Right. Because you're not even, again, if you can't do high school work. Really? But you got to think now, we still teaching them. Oh, you ain't do it? Let me let me give you another opportunity. But So the kids are not made to think that they need to do anything right the first time. But what if the opportunity... Because so this kid that yeah. we talk about, he way behind. Yeah. So that's different. Yeah. He not sitting at like two five. Oh, what was that? Two seven. He below two three. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Did you did you confirm it? Yeah. Yeah. So again, this is the thing. You never know who is inquiring about you. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they don't have to do it. Through the school, everybody had channels. People talk, right? And so this kid is being scratched off list. He got oh, lots of the stuff. kid. I asked you about how you know, right? Yes, he has right. a lot of stuff working against him already. Mm-hmm. On top of you not doing no schoolwork, right? But the thing about that—that's so interesting. You said that he has a two-three, and so of course that connects to the no. It does not have a two. Oh, does not have a two. It's lower than that. Okay, let's keep um, going. <laughs> but in his mind, he still could have passed everything, right? And so his GPA is still trash. So you can have and that's all what I have to, That's what I have to explain to them. Right. Every C you get is a 2.0. How is that helping you get to a 2.3? Right. Because if you average some, all C's at right. 2.0, yeah. guess, what, guess, right. guess, what average, guess what your average is? 2.0. And that's so, what they're thinking. I'm passing, but you are not thriving. <laughs> so right. not so let me ask both of you guys this because you guys are in the school building every day. At what point does a student athlete like realize, you know what, maybe I don't want to play? Right. Because I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm, I don't think that they do. Let me tell you. So. I think that they see themselves doing well in their sport and they think that that's going to override it in the end. They, you know, I, NCAA rules, I get it, right? And we remind them and we tell them, but I think somehow they think, oh, I'd be all right. Mm-hmm. My, my, my talent is going to outweigh that. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. There's rules to this game and they're rules that were not written by me. Right. Wow. And I think it also has to do, you know, with youth. Mm-hmm. Right, and just how you're at an age when you're 16, 17 years old, you're at an age where you're so narcissistic, and how everything just really revolves around you in mm. some way, somehow, it's going to work for me. Right, and that's and it's not, you know, consciously that they're thinking this way. I think it's subconscious. All their friends are thinking the same way too. You know, their whole tribe is thinking that way, and it's hard to get them to break from that. And then even as a parent. Of course, your mom is in your ear telling you need to do something, but it doesn't, it's not real until it's real. Yeah. Mm. Until they really see, okay, I messed up. And then oftentimes by the time they realize it, it's too late. And I think, like you, I honestly think that you're right about what you said, Maddie, about them getting C's and thinking, oh, I'm okay, I passed the class because we had a senior meeting where we gave everybody in a, um, in a folder their transcript, 
and I had calculated the court. You, we had calculated. The, I didn't do all of them. I have. I have somebody that helps me now. Look at that. But I um have did. We all did the court GPAs, right? So you get your folder, and that's what's in there. So first, I get up and I give the speech. Hey, da 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 da. This is what we're looking at. You gotta have a two point three, two point two for D two. I go all down the list. Talk to them about the SAT and ACT. How's on the sliding scale? Give this big speech. You should have seen the looks on some of their faces when I said, "Now open your folder." Mm-hmm. Because they just didn't realize, and I'm talking about like one point something, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you out here thinking you balling, but you can't go anywhere, right? At best, I can get you maybe in a JUCO, right? And and this is a, a subject for a different time, but this falls back on the parent. Mm-hmm. Like it's no way I could participate I in anything. Like, oh no 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 yeah. I almost think sometimes we need to have stricter rules for eligibility in high school. Raise the bar. We need to raise the bar. We need to raise the bar. Higher than what the but, NCAA. Well, no, it just needs to be higher than that you need five credits by the end of your freshman year, 11 by the end of your sophomore year, and 17 by the end. Because we don't have a GPA requirement. Yeah. You literally, as long as you're getting five credits, 11 credits, 17 credits by the start of your senior year, you can still be eligible to play mm-hmm. has no grade requirement and so they so basically you can come through on a 1.5 right and so 1.8 but but your, and you can graduate from high school with that but your athletic career is over i understand and that's why i said i almost feel like the ghsa needs to put something in place just something i don't know what it could be but just something to push push the bar a little bit higher it should if I was a high school athlete, like they should have to maintain at least a two point or something. It should connect to NCAA requirements because if you are sixteen or seventeen or whatever, you're thinking that if I do what I'm supposed to do in high school, it's you know it connects to college anyway. Right. So they're not That's thinking. They're thinking if I have the credits, I can play them straight. They're not thinking about GPA. Exactly. And so they, yeah, they need to. It needs to be a connection. It has to be. So the bar mm. has to be raised. Some they have to make some connection, connection to grade. Just like with classes, these are the classes you take to graduate. Okay, these are the classes you take to graduate. These are the same courses that would get you into college. So the kids don't worry about it. Right. And so athletes are probably thinking the same thing. If I have the credits to pass, I'm then I'm me. straight with school. I have some solutions. They just gotta listen. We're, to we're, us. we're gonna dive back into that. I, I didn't know that <laughs> yeah. was gonna go like that. I'm glad we talked about that first. Uh, second topic, and Wendy and I kind of fell into this last year with uh, a lot of parents uh, thinking that uh, they got a full ride. So FCS, D2, D3 schools need to know your GPA and test score. So you need to add all of these things to your bio because what if you're not going to an FBS school that are the major Division One schools, they have the full complement 85 scholarships. Yes. They have the full complement. Everybody's full ride. FCS schools, it's, it's like right around 65. 63? 63, 65. Full. For that partial. Right. So for the most part. They get 63 total. They get 63 they, total. They can make some of them partial. So they, they have to. So, so their star guys are going to be their full time. Right. I mean, they're going right. to be their full time. So this is why it's right. important to the FAFSA and all of these things. Yeah. Because remember, we had a kid that we helped go to Kennesaw last year mm. a track a, a track girl and remember they signed the award letter. remember we talked about how like the award letters so they were like okay I got a scholarship I'm not on full scholarship mm. well you're not on full scholarship because you're at a FCS school and you probably was in a, a head count right mm-hmm. you know head count sports you got head, count head count sports so just kind of getting to this Wendy and like I say <laughs> we, we, we kind of breaking it down but yeah, so people, you, you really have to read the fine print. You got to read the fine print. Ask, that's why I always tell people, ask questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is another good question you should ask. What is the amount of my scholarship? Are you able to help me fill out my scholarship in other ways? Right. Like, is there money? Because a lot of times there's money at the schools that right. they can give them. Right. Um, they will try and help them. Then they'll also figure in, like, if they're in the state of Georgia, do they qualify for hope? Mm-hmm. If they're not in the state of Georgia, can they get... Um, what about your appeal? Or do you qualify right, for a appeal? Right, so they start right, figuring right. in all that money to right. say, hey, this is how we're going to round you all the way out. Right. And the coaches are very creative with that. I very mean, that's what, they, the that's what they have to do to, to make out their team. So coaches know how to finagle the money. Right. And that's where your GPA comes in. Right? And that's and when I, your GPA you know, comes in. There you go. Because if your GPA is up, then you get some academic money. Mm-hmm. Now you do have to 
keep up with those requirements. Right. That's what people have to understand that now they now they can say, oh, you got to maintain a 3.0 or a 2.8 or or whatever. But I mean, I think people have got to learn how to read the fire fine print. I had a couple of kids print. come back before um, signing schools. And they were signing. They didn't even read it. Then they asked me, what does this say? And I'm like, what do you, you signed it already? You didn't read it? And I mean, like, they had basically gotten, like, $500 or something. So I said, baby, that's oh books. <laughs> two books. <laughs> right, because a book will hit you for 250 Easy oh, yeah. in college. Boy. Yeah, you, you, no, you don't even have no notebook paper. For real. A pencil. A pen. <laughs> Nothing. So, you know, I just was like, you have to read it um, so that you understand but before even that, it shouldn't even get to that point. When when that paper gets in front of you, you should have all that already outlined. Yeah, just, just that should have that should that should have happened many conversations. Like right, that. right. Um, you know, first things first is like, be honest with the people. Tell them, look, we this is how much money we got to contribute towards our child's education. Right. And if that's none, say that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you got other kids at home or anything like that, even if you have another student in school, tell them, hey, this is how much we are able to contribute and be honest. And then tell them, if you can't make up the rest, then this ain't the place for us. Be honest. Keep it pushing. And and, and it's crazy. So from the parent perspective, (laughs) understand how important is is it to understand this piece of the recruit cycle? This is everything for me. This is all (laughs) of it. This is the process, right? Right. Right. You know, at 10 o'clock on Saturday, so that's not late. Y'all get up early. <laughs> this is why you've been playing forever. Right. That's why we've been doing this. I mean, but this is what I tell, like I tell my kids, I'm sure you say the same thing. This is why we pay for training, extra training. This is why we travel. This is why, you know, we try, you know, that place wasn't giving you the best. We went and found someplace else that could give you the best of them so that you could become the best of you. And I'm like, I've invested on the front end. So, So what's up? Between your (laughs) grades and your athletic ability. Make it happen. Because ain't no more money. Yeah. And I think this is one of the things when we talk about the questions that we're asking. So, I mean, if you understand the difference between FBS, FCS, and the different divisions, you definitely need to understand, listen, okay, full scholarship might not be there. And that's fine. But what else can we pick up to offset the cost? Right. And the thing, it's not hard to get all this information. It's not. Like, they have to give you this information. And if you ask, they'll give it to you. It's nothing to hide. Right. But you got to ask. Right. And and I can't understand. I talked to two different coaches today, and it's a red flag for them. If a kid puts all of this info in their profile or on the highlight tape, but they leave out the GPA and the test score. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because why, why are you hiding information? For a lot of coaches, they like, if I have to call and ask, and ask it's probably, I already probably know the answer. I haven't taken it. You, 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 haven't, right. you haven't taken it I'm or take it in, my GPA. I'm going to schedule for the next one. <laughs> right, right. I took it on um, SAT day at the school. I, I told you. We wait on my scores. I took it online. <laughs> I, I, I know two kids right now who aren't going to be able to sign in December. They didn't take it at SAT day. They don't have they don't Them have scores that. back. They didn't take the test. Oh, so they cut school that day. They made that senior. They senior. A lot of kids, they, they made that senior skip day. They didn't take yeah, the test. Yeah, because they take, if you're a senior, you can take it for free the PSAT day. October. Mm-hmm. You can take and it for free. And the school system, everybody takes it for free. Wow. Yeah. At school. Like at the school. Why they taking the PSAT? Yeah. It's taking PSAT. Seniors are taking SAT. I tell my kids, if you cut school today, don't even come ask me another question. I'm not getting ready to do this. That's in October. Wow. And those scores, they just came back. Last week. Well, but we got ours back. Two gentlemen are going to miss out on December signing period because they don't have a test score. They don't have a test score at all? They don't have. They have not a I'm trying to figure score. out how they went out on an um, official they, visit. They didn't go on the official visit. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, you can't, you can't go on that without but the, the test score. But these two particular kids, they're very talented kids. They're, they're wild kids when you look at their film. Yeah. But they can't nobody do anything with them. I can't, I can't help you. Don't have a yeah, test score. You have the basic stuff. Like, that's just the basic stuff. And these are two that kids point. that really are going to probably end up at JUCO. And I worry about them taking the JUCO route because I just don't think they're mentally tough to handle what JUCO is. But maybe they need that. Maybe they need to go that route. 
Because obviously they believe that their talent is enough to get them wherever they want to go. What I what I just say earlier. You know, they have Can to I just say that? Because if you're a senior, if you haven't taken the SAT yet, like that's the talk of school, right? Kids are like, when are you taking the SAT? When are you taking the yeah. SAT? So if you haven't taken no, they it don't yet. talk about they might maybe at your school. Okay. <laughs> My bad. SATs matter. Yeah, they don't talk about that. They have, 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 I promise you that. Let's have an SAT really? party. No. Um, yeah, that's your school. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> best of both worlds. Let me help you out. Best of both worlds. But 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 it's sad because you keep talking about how you want to play at the next level and you want to do all of these great things. Mm-hmm. Not for real though. You can't do the basic like the. The, yeah. the test that's going to get you the opportunity to play at said school, you hadn't even taken it. And it could be uh, some other stuff, too. You know, these kids are so, they have so much going on, and they have such a aversion sometimes to school because of stuff that happened a long time ago, you know, that really teachers have no control over. They may not even be aware. They're just affecting them in that way. Like, if you're not successful in school, it's not a place that you want to go to. You're not going to do well. That's a story you already told Mm -hmm. yourself. They may already be thinking, I'm not going to do well in the SAT. I don't, you know, I don't know anything about it. So they keep putting it off until it comes to a point like they have to take it. Right. And then anxiety kicks in and you still don't do well for most of them. That's So it, it really is... A lot of times it can be a lot deeper mm-hmm. than just, you know, he's been a knucklehead. But sometimes they don't even know it's that deep. We'll see. We'll see. The talent going to outweigh all that stuff. Right. stuff they won't matter. have to face but it. But that's, a, again, they rules to the game. Yeah. And they're not our rules. <sighs> Moving on. Y'all going to make me cry. <laughs> uh, Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford had to delete his social media this week after they lost to Minnesota. He was getting death threats. What advice can we give athletes about this social media? This is one of your favorite things to kind of harp on. I, I can't imagine playing today. I, no. Um, I, just, I, I just can't imagine. It's, when you think about people on social media and what they have to say about athletes and what they're doing and how they didn't do this, or they, you know, they didn't make this cut or they didn't miss this pass. And I think I, we talked about this once on Facebook. I posted this. These are the same people who, when a game is over, can't find a car in the parking lot. <laughs> right. You know what right. I mean? Like you're Basically. walking around 15 minutes because you don't remember where you parked. Right. And then 40 minutes, then it's your car trying to find right. the keys and now. And you're cursing out an 18 year old child. So, you, you, of course, you know, you're young and you want to be on social media and you want to be out there. But, Sometimes you have to cut your losses. Like LeBron, he goes dark during playoff time. Right, right. He's right. off of social media right. completely. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with he wants to focus. But I'm sure a lot of it has to do with he, he doesn't want to hear the noise. Yeah. And sometimes you got to disconnect because you can't hear the noise. And I don't care who you are. If you hear it over and over and over again that you suck, you suck, you suck, it gets in your spirit. So you have to protect your spirit and your energy. You can't do it. You just can't do it. You're not going to be strong enough. You can't, you know, you, your mama, your grandmama, your granddad can't get on and curse everybody out every time they say something about you. (laughs) Fight fight all your battles. you can't have your fake accounts like Kevin Durant. Your burners. Your burners. Yeah. So, and, and saying that I can't deal with that is not weak. Saying that I'm not going to deal with that shows strength because you know that it's not good for you. Like, you just, you, you can't be out there. Like, um, the OC for Georgia, his social media is private. He has a private account. It's no way that Coley could have a, a he, public account. He need a private account, they too. Would, <laughs> he call him plays. They will rip him apart. <laughs> yeah. So you either need to make it private or you just need to delete it. Because these are also people who their lives are so connected to their teams. Like, that's their way of winning, right? Their lives probably suck. <laughs> So when you win, when Penn State wins, then they'll win a two. Right. You know what I mean? So it's deeper than you. Like, for somebody to come at you like that, it's deeper than you. And you have to understand that, but you got to delete it. Talk about the win. Maddie's right. Uh, You know how I feel about social media. Right, right, right. right. And and it's nothing that he posted. But remember, we talked about this a while back when kids decommit. How those fans act when they decommit. Yeah. Um, People take stuff too, too far. Yeah. And and they and they still have to remember that these are still young adults. I mean, he's still in college. He's he's a, yeah, mm-hmm. he's still a 
A true sophomore. I think yeah. I think of him still as a kid. I guess yeah, maybe because old. how old I am. He's a child. Yeah. But I'm like, you. Come on, man. These folk crazy though. And like she said, those are the people that's getting drunk, can't find their car, they standing yeah. at their car and can't find their keys. <laughs> or um, you know what I'm saying, they just out walking around looking crazy for yeah. about an hour or two after the game yeah. still. Right. And I mean I get it, these fans, they put a lot of money into buying like these game tickets and season tickets, but college games ain't that some of them ain't that much. Come on, come on. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be that serious. Yeah. It- We ain't talking about, you know, NFL money tickets. Right. And I think what scares me about social media is, like, we're we're in such, like, a hateful society right now. And we've, like, we've given everybody a voice. Right. Behind a a keyboard. Right. Keyboard gangsters. You you don't know who's, like, most of the time, these guys, I always envision somebody sitting in a dark room or, like, you know, they stay in their mama basement and, you know, they got on ragged pajamas and you're sitting here tweeting about some of the kid and you have no athletic ability. Right, you've never played. You have no, like, dude, like, you probably didn't even go to Penn State. Like, probably right. people who sent the death threats and don't even know what Penn State them. is. Right. You say Happy Valley, they like, what's that? Right. And you can't, that's, that's how you have to picture them. You can't listen to them. Like, social media, to, when I think about the opinions that people give, that's like me being in line at the grocery store. Turning to the person behind me and ask, what you think about my life? Like, I don't care what you think about my life, right? Because you're random. That's what social media is. But it gives everybody a voice. And it makes you loud. And it makes you think that your opinion matters and it doesn't. And so as parents and and as kids, well, brother, you want to tell your kids, like, you have to feed that to them to remind them. Like, it's a random like yeah. that person is a random. Yeah. You can't, and that's easy to say. It is. It's much easier to say than do, right? But for this kid to receive death threats for a football game, yeah, that he lost from people, as you said, who probably but his sex didn't look bad over the season. No, nah. they're not. I mean, you know, oh, he's had, he's, number four. He's, I think he's, four. Yeah, I think he had, he's had a heck of a season. Yeah, but he's yeah. only had six interceptions, including those three. For the entire season thus far, I'm like, yeah. so I mean, what are we he talking played, about he here? Played a bad, I mean, he played a bad. You're gonna play a bad. Stuff game. happens, right? I can't and, get and so word, that, stuff that, happens. That's why sometimes, like, you have to always like just think like. So when like when I get into discussion with people a lot of times, I'm like, so a lot of y'all like as you know, if you're an athlete, like you you were perfect every time you every went time. out. You hit every shot. You didn't drop not one pass. Right. You know. And why are you not in the Hall of Fame? You know what I mean? So, like, if so, you were that, like, boy, shut up. Like, it, really, it gets on my nerves because everybody is a is a coach. An right? athlete. An athlete. They're a coach, an athlete, a general manager. They're all of these things. And I just yet, want people to... you still got to get up and go to work Monday and hate your job. And right. You know what I want people to think about? When you're making these comments to this child, man, that is somebody's child. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. people are protective of their kids. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that's when I go into mom mode. Like, okay, yeah. then what you're not going to do is talk yeah. about my kid while I'm sitting right. here. Because um, they are that. They're a kid. And I just think that people need to step away. You know, remember the 24 hour rule? You need to get yourself 24 hours before you start rule. tweeting some yeah. stuff and yeah. saying stuff. Right, right. I, I, I talked to one of my guys and I told him, like, cut off your mentions. Yeah. Like, you, you know. You cut certain stuff off. Like, say, like, you you play Saturday. Just put your phone down after the game. Go enjoy yourself. Right. Take Saturday, Sunday off, and then kind of Monday, you know, kind of get back in the flow. Right. Like, and I think because everybody spends so much time with the phone in their hand that you just feel like you mm-hmm. have to, you know, I got to tweet. I got to say something. Man, put the phone down. Mm-hmm. And it needs to go. I think Denzel Washington said this. I'm going to give him credit even if he didn't say it, but... <laughs> He talked about how he doesn't read reviews. He doesn't read the good reviews or the bad right. reviews, right? right? So you can't be on social media when you have a great game and everybody hyping you up and you, you know, and you take all of that in and then you have a horrible game and they're tearing you down. Like you gotta remove middle of the road, yeah. middle of the road, yeah, middle of the road. It's crazy. Wendy Wilson time, give it to us. Is it already time? It's that time. Okay, so you know I'm always reading an article. And so I was reading this article about this coach who resigned due to parent politics. Mm. <laughs> what? So, you know, that's always a sore spot with me. Oh, I shouldn't say it's a sore spot, but it's always a, a, a 
uh, something that concerns me because yeah. parents do feel like they have more, they should have more say so than they do. Mm-hmm. So in this particular case, it wasn't because of an unsuccessful season either. They were doing well, 33 and 14, mm. right? And so in this one, one unethical behavior, I just want to clear up a lot of things. You know, people are always like, oh, well, what was it? No scandal, no rules, infractions, none of that stuff. But basically, the person said in their statement, I cannot and will not compromise the integrity of my decisions based on a parent's political pressure or position. Mm. I believe strongly in the value of, of athletics. That being part of a team is a privilege and playing time is earned. Right? True. So, of course... You did what they said. All the coaches said, amen, in the right. room. Because we're all thinking that is how it works, right? But basically, parents feel like that, or I should say, let me step back up. I think we're losing good coaches yeah. because of this stuff. You are one. <laughs> That's why this article kind of struck a chord with me because I felt like it was, I was like, oh, they're speaking to Maceo. And I think we're even losing good teachers from the profession. For sure. For the same reason. Right. Because it becomes really hard for you to do stuff with integrity at this point because you feel like you always got to give in to these parents' right. wishes. Yeah. And I get it. Your kid does deserve to play, but just maybe not here. Right. Maybe not at this level. Yeah. And that's what I always, um, you know, I think that kids work hard. I, I really do. But everybody's not made to play at the next level. Right. And that's why the numbers go down drastically. When we talk about the numbers, the percentage of kids that can, are able to continue playing after high school into collegiate and then on to professional sports, the number goes down drastically mm-hmm. because it's not meant to be that way. It, right. You can't have a place for everybody. And so, yeah, there are some bad coaches out there. There are. And so I just think that we need to parents, you gotta you, you gotta you gotta reel it back in. You got you gotta take care of these coaches that are good coaches. This person right here happened to have played at collegiate and was back coaching, doing well, right? They done ran her off. She was like, Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm good. Yeah. And because she had seen it at the next level, so she knew what it takes to get to the next level. So maybe Amen. she was hard on the kids, maybe she did push them. But isn't that what you want? Don't right. you want someone to push your kid to their limit um, to get them to perform better? Isn't that our goal? Like, if that's, if that's what our kids want, don't right. we want them to be pushed? Don't we want them to be encouraged? Don't we want them to work harder for what they're going to get in life? Because right. um, everything is not going to be given to them. And so there's so many things that we learned through sports. Mm. Um, and so trying to make that go over into their everyday life. I mean, I think of all the life lessons. We've talked about this before, Mason. All the life lessons we got through sports. Yeah. They are carrying us right now. Mm-hmm. Applied every day. Um, and so, so, <laughs> this is so funny. So they said in here, you know what's best for your kid? Overcoming adversity. Working harder than everyone else. Getting better just for the sake of getting being better than they were yesterday. Learning to have hard conversations, staying late at practice, taking extra shots, running extra sprints, busting their tail in the off season. And you know what else is okay? Let them fail. Gotta fail. Let them fail. So that's just what I want to talk about today. And I know that was short and quick, but I just feel like we have got, parent, we got, we got to let our kids fail. You got to. And right. we have to allow them to be able to come the adverse, overcome the adversities that they find that they're finding in this course. It's going to teach them a lot about life. My favorite quote as a coach. <laughs> I know which coach you about to say. <laughs> you learn more in a loss than any win. You ever. meet yourself. Yeah. You meet yourself in a loss. I, I hated coaching teams where we would go ten and zero. Hated it. Yeah. Because I'm like, so when we finally lose, the kids gonna lose their mind. Oh, and they do. Yeah. They do. Like they're gonna fall apart. Right. When something go bad, it's just gonna like That's why I love sports because it allows your kid to go through the process of life in a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. If they fail, it's not the end of everything. Whereas in life, you can drastically mess everything right. up. Right. So as a parent, that's something that you need to keep in mind. And be aware of that so you and the coach can have right. the same goal. But you gotta hate to lose more than you love to win. Yeah, and I just think too, like the, just think about the lessons we learned. We learned how to be selfless. We learned humility. We learned sportsmanship. But all those things we're still using now. Right. We're using everyone. Um 
you you learn how to be compassionate right um resiliency there's right. just so many things that you learn in sports and i'm like you learn not to just and, and then some of those don't come through wins oh, yeah. no, all of those things probably come through a lot i think you right. learn more about yourself when like when you get injured as an athlete you meet yourself yeah, you find out a lot. About you yourself. find out about who you are. You do because you're on the sidelines. Who mm-hmm. am I? Am I still gonna cheer for my teammates? Right. Yeah. Am I still cheering for my team? Well. Am I gonna cheer for the kid that's in my? <laughs> you know, who that's, in my that's in my spot. That's in my spot. Because when I do get back, I'm gonna have to try and get them out of there now. Exactly. So they uh wrapping us up, everybody, <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. Because we'll take the next topic over the next week. Yes, sir. So listen, Wendy, glad to have you. Hush, you're like I'm the guest on the show. <laughs> no, we're glad to have you. Kind of that traffic, we're gonna fight that traffic. We're gonna fight that traffic. We will be better next week, okay. and we will be on time. Yeah. For Wendy, Matt, hey. we gone. Bye. Bye.